Hello. Hello. This is Joya Italiano. And this is Jeff Ekman. And welcome to No But That's a Thing. A podcast where we talk about the science ideas that are contained in sci-fi movies. Yeah, neither of us are experts in any of these things, but we care about them and we feel like we can make it interesting for you. So we Googled some stuff after watching a movie and here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the show. How's everybody been? (laughs) Hold for response. (laughs) One, one thousand. Okay, so we watched The Net. The 1995 movie Sandra Bullock's The Net. We all live in the age of information. Every trace of our existence is computerized on a complex network of information. Computer analyst Angela Bennett was just doing her job. Oh my God. When she stumbled onto something. What is this? She never should have seen. I plugged it in and I'm staring at the personal medical files of the Undersecretary of Defense, Michael Bergstrom. They hacked into computers and they caused this chaos. Now they're manipulating her world. They, they, they screwed with my information and, and my fingerprints. I don't understand, why me? Infiltrating her life and erasing her identity. I am Angela Bennett! This summer, Sandra Bullock is caught in the net. Anyway, so this was one of those that, you know, upon watching, we were kind of like, oh yeah, okay, like uh, identity theft, that's a thing, I guess, right? right? Because this movie came out in 95, right? So it's at the, sort of at the forefront of what it, like in a world when the internet is now so a part of your life. Well, that was what I, blew me away about the beginning was like, we're going to jumpstart this character. We're going to like hit all these things that so that you get what kind of person she is. She sits alone. She's the kind of person who will order a pizza online. I know. Like not even talk to anybody. And I'm just sitting there going... Boy, the last 10 years of my life is on screen right now. Yeah, what a loser she is. <laughs> right. She's not social or whatever. Well, and that's How what... crazy is it that she would do all this through the computer? Totally. All of her friends are online. and This kind of early on social commentary of she's kind of a loser because she orders pizza for her for one at right, home. Right. You, I'm sort of like, yeah, how convenient is that? You don't even have to get out of your goddamn sweatpants. To the go eat a pizza. crazy, guys. I know. You get you to get pick to your toppings. Do it all from home and then just get at pizza.net. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drink for title. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. She's like a virus analyst, right? Like if, if yeah, somebody, she's, she's like a, a computer doctor. She, she's a tech. Yeah, I yeah. think she says that she's like can fix any tech problem involving computers, which it's like I was thinking point. about how at a certain point in computing history, that was kind of true. Right. And I don't know if it was true by 95, but it, it it's now so complicated that you need to be super specialized. But she's just general like, just, I am a, yeah. I know computer. Well, simil- on a similar note, I just saw that movie Hidden Figures, which I don't know if you've I seen it. It's amazing. That. But they, these women are working for NASA. Are, they're like, what are you doing? They're like, I'm a computer. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's but where... what do you mean? A computer blank? A computer what? And they're like, no, no, no. I am the, I do the computing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that was a time. That was where it came from. You did that shit by hand. Yeah. The computers were in the other room and they met a bunch of like secretaries. Yeah. Yeah. Doing stuff by hand. I know. That's. I mean, that's what's so wild. What was the website that she keeps going? Mozart's Ghost. <laughs> oh yeah. There's like a glitch in the system that brings her to a screen that's for a music program, but it's like called there's... Mozart's Ghost, <laughs> where you can do blah blah. And there's blah. like basically like a hidden hyperlink <laughs> yeah. on the on the web page. 
uh-huh. it's a little pie symbol in the corner and it takes her to all the weird yeah. tech top secret information like someone so <clears throat> in the government upper ups he was actually misdiagnosed as having AIDS and then it killed himself and now you know that he didn't have AIDS so yeah. now you're on the run so now <laughs> we gotta kill you take yeah. your identity right and be, when they you. when they can't kill her then they steal her identity so it explores all of that like in a world when your entire life can be you know erased with the stro- right. stroke of a key well she has this crazy speech towards the end where she's like I mean think about it they know everything about you where you live what you eat what, and just lists off everything that everybody posts on Facebook voluntarily precisely and then also is like beyond that even more accessible through sites like LexisNexis and exactly like, like people don't really know LinkedIn. how much information can well there's all the information that we actually provide to uh-huh. these services like voluntarily but then there's these things that like news organizations generally use or anybody who wants to pay for it yeah. can find out like who your neighbor was and their phone number. Totally. Like, it's crazy the my amount of information just, that can be My mom just actually showed me one of these sites. It's, it's similar to like My Family Tree or whatever, but you type in your name and then it like has the last four fucking addresses you lived at. Yeah, it's I'm like, you, you whoa, don't whoa, even whoa. know how these, this information's out there yeah. and it's like anybody who wants to pay a $40 fee or something can see everything about well, you. Well, I think you raised an excellent point that I often facetiously make which is this idea of like I want my privacy man but then meanwhile you check in you're like I'm at the bodega having some margaritas (laughs) with my girls so and so and so and so we're just hanging out here until about 4 (laughs) p.m. so it's but it is interesting to explore that idea of not only privacy but then what people can do with the information that's out there that's what she says that's part of her speech is like Mm. our whole life's on the computer (laughs) and now we've just accepted that and like embrace it fully Right, right right well what's funny to me is there's also this scene where she goes to talk to somebody and the woman looks at her like the computer is never wrong this is insane that you would even suggest that your identity could be stolen through technology and today i think people know that it's possible i think that's why i almost it's funny in retrospect like considered that movie kind of sci-fi like oh yeah it's in mm. line with what we're doing for this show yeah okay. yeah and then you yeah. watch it and you're like eh, it's a little bit too like yeah and right <laughs> you know? it's like this has um, been what we've been dealing with for the last 15 years it's 20 years old or mm-hmm. 22 years old mm-hmm. and it was very prescient at the time and showing us a, a part of society that was definitely gr- rising and that movie reality. was sort of like the gateway drug it joins a lot of other even minority port whatever like it's like the gateway drug to where we could be going because mm. even I was looking up some some shit and in terms of data breaches in 2014 the number of United States data breaches hit a record of 783 and that was mm. with a total of 85.6 million records exposed that doesn't even count the do you remember Yahoo's breach I was about to say yeah they brought does that up, count Yahoo's billion no, people no so that <laughs> happened in 2014 but wasn't announced until like September of 2016 and well, that affected over 500 million users I, I think I read that on top of the 500 million, the reason that they like had been keeping that for a while, quiet for a while was that they actually had an even bigger data breach earlier that was a billion people. Oh crap! And it was they so were they like, were yeah, like, this 500 million is like small potatoes. We could tell the world about that. Oh boy. Well, okay. So what I also found was interesting. So I just gave you the 2014 statistics, but then the number of breaches in 2015 was about the same, but the number of records exposed doubled to about 169 million. So last time it was 85.6 million now. So it's like still the same number of breaches, mm-hmm. but there's just so much more information. Well, Google Google may take all of your information, but it's very important to them as a company that they keep it safe from other people, like that they aren't selling it to. So right. 
be, because if there comes a point where there's a genuine huge Google data hack uh-huh. that's going to expose everybody's Everybody. everything and you can't trust Google again after that. Totally. And Apple has a different approach where they try to keep all of the information local to your device and not keep it on their servers. On the cloud. Their view is that it's going to happen. Somebody's going to break into the system and do it. So the only way to safeguard against it is to not keep it at all. It's happening all the fucking time. That's the element of this movie as a prompt. Mm-hmm. I find extremely pertinent because yeah. you can think about like the Panama Papers that were leaked mm-hmm. last year and that's mm-hmm. you know that was basically put a bunch of governments under mm-hmm. the bus of just being of like foreign ties and like weird shady dealings and all of this kind of shit you think, right. think about WikiLeaks you think about Snowden you think about all this fucking stuff with Trump and like the, the, the dossier and all this stuff right well that's the thing like how much transparency should we require of each other and governments right because I think that WikiLeaks as a concept is a good thing for the world. Right. The idea of like, we're going to take information that the world should know about, the governments are trying to keep secret and, and get that to people. But you know what that used to be? Journalism. And now well, it's because there's so mm. much corporate interest when it comes to journalism. <laughs> that That's why we're in yeah. a hashtag alternative fact land. Right. Because it's been so monetized on so many fronts that maybe we used to trust. Mm. And then there's all these like moral questions and moral things. We wouldn't have that issue if the, we still had like credible Well, I guess press, the, it's, it I talks guess. about the difference between journalism and investigative journalism. True. Because journalism is reporting on like things that happen but then WikiLeaks is investigative journalism. And like really looking through the details and like the cause and effect and and the nuances of the case, right? Right. But all that said, when it comes to WikiLeaks and what happened over the course of the election leaking out bits and pieces of data that they all had Mm -hmm. like their stated goal is transparency we're going to release all the information so that people can go through it Mm -hmm. like and other publications would then say hey this was the important thing and that's like regular journalism off of the investigative journalism but the way that they were doing it of trickling out emails bit by bit seems more intentional of like causing a change rather than increasing transparency and that is a different thing. Especially when it is catered towards one candidate. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. Like, <laughs> so, because mm-hmm. I, I think we're on the same page in terms of, I want the information out there. I'm sorry if that damns you, government. I'm sorry if you don't yeah. want that information out there, but we need to know what the fuck is going on. I think it's like, Snowden's a hero. Totally. But <laughs> someone know? like Julian Assange, who is clearly in cahoots with Trump. With WikiLeaks over the last year, they haven't simply been what their mission statement is. Exactly. I completely agree. And it's so been whether it's like, too. even if it was just for, if it was for the person I cared about, like if it was for Hillary rather than Trump, I would still have a problem with them doing it that way. I, I completely agree. Well, because, so here's an example. The majority of the data breaches, at least in 2015, they affected medical and healthcare organizations. And there's like government and military because a lot of like the majority, it's government documents or benefits fraud. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's credit card fraud, phone or utilities fraud, then bank fraud. So like uh, McAfee and the Center for Strategic and International Studies, they estimated the likely annual cost to the global economy from cybercrime is $445 billion a year. So I don't know, I guess like reading about that of like really the true cost of cybercrime like this on this scale that it would not seem especially in government agencies or like the tech in government seems pretty by the times right like the the ability to deal with cybercrime seems a little bit not up to speed yeah well i I don't know what's happening in the recesses of the nsa right (laughs) you know what kind of tech that and encryption stuff that they have but i think 
at certain levels of government, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> at other levels of government, they're really bad, especially like the more public it is, the worse it's going to be. And there's certain technologies that they take decades before they'll even announce exists. I guess that's true because they're trying to cover their own ass. And they want to use it as long as nobody else knows that it's a thing or has it. Right. I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking if you if you look at it as an economic issue as as with anything else, mm-hmm. a, an, economy, an economy that's already struggling, then you have $15 billion being stolen from just random consumers why because your fucking google password wasn't strong enough or because mm-hmm. x y or z you know what i mean well that's but, why we got the chippy chips exactly. and no longer the slidey slides I, that's true and, that's you right. know. well and then you talk about because in that episode which which episode was that, that was robocop in, robocop it was yeah. robocop where you're talking about being able to put that chip embed that or uh, get it tattooed or whatever onto your mm. fingerprints then Apparently, then there's technology where if you're only nine feet away, if you have a picture of that fingerprint, you can use it to use the fingerprint to do whatever it needed to do. Wait, so you're saying like if some if somebody holds up like a peace sign to a camera, I'm... they can look at the picture and then be able to see what the fingerprints are? You are just such a peach. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like, okay. But so it's like the Let abil- me tell you. I got a story Tell that me. says exactly please, this. Please. So researchers at Japan's National Institute of Informatics, NII, they recently learned <laughs> What's that- the difference between informatics and information? Hmm. Informatics sounds like a really sweet band it of does. some kind. It does. That's to me what I think the difference is. <laughs> it's a sweet band of yeah. mathematics. Dear Japan, what's the deal? Informatics just, you know, cool like indie <laughs> pop punk band? I don't know. Anyway, they learned that they could copy fingerprints based on photos taken by a digital camera positioned nine feet away from the subject. So for, they even cite in this article that I read that, you know, peace signs are a common pose in Japan. You're like, you said it, not me. But, you know, if you're like taking a selfie and you're just like, hey, doing a peace sign and someone and is then, within nine feet, they can just like super zoom on that goddamn fingerprint. Well, somebody within nine feet, it's you're taking the photo within nine feet of it. And then you're posting that photo on Facebook. Then you're asking. And then everybody has your fingerprint. Well, Jeff, what I'm trying to say is you can't trust anybody. It might be your friends, anybody that gets close to you. Yeah. Well, I I don't even... That's amazing to me that from a regular image, you can see the fingerprints well enough to be able to... Well, why are we even doing the ink thing anywhere? I don't know. Well, apparently back in 2014, there were some hackers in Germany that were able to lift the defense minister's fingerprints from photos of her hand and unlock her phone. Really? From photos, yeah. So wow. this is clearly something we have to deal with. Well, because as much as like somebody might be like, oh, well, I use my fingerprint to open my phone and, and like people do that, you have to be really specifically targeted for this to be an actual threat. I would agree and with that. And that's something that isn't going to happen, generally speaking. Because I, yeah. the person then has to have a device that manufactures your fingerprint that they can then push to the thing and it would actually read. Precisely. Which you may have access to somebody's photos, mm-hmm. but you don't have access to a machine that can manufacture that. Yeah. I mean, and they, they still say that the just the biometrics involved and everything, the fingerprints are still safer. But it's like if mm. someone hacks your fingerprint, you can't change your fingerprints like you can a password. You have to get a whole new phone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Well, I thought I you know. were going to say you have to get a whole new finger. And thank God. Yeah. It is crazy the way at least Apple's implemented its 
fingerprint technology because it is specific to the phone and they even built a specific part of the chip Mm -hmm. that's separate physically from the rest of the chip so that nobody can get it out Well, you know it's so interesting like this intersection between convenience Mm -hmm. and then what is actually efficient on a privacy level because like the whole concept of the cloud is so that let's say your fucking computer crashes you still have your information you haven't lost all your work you don't have to worry about having you Mm -hmm. know hard drives and whatnot Mm -hmm. i don't think people had foreseen how extensive the hacking was going to be and how much data we include on there so because even as you were talking you're like the best thing is to have it on the device and i'm like no that's the that's the computer company having a monopoly on your life and then you're like no that is the best that's the only way to like definitively not keep your data out there (laughs) yeah but it seems so easy to have your shit all over the goddamn place yeah and there's too much benefit as you were saying totally even going back to fingerprint when it comes to convenience versus security the real best way to do it would be to have like a 12 character randomly generated password for your phone Mm. that's what's going to be the most secure but because nobody's going to do that and put that in every time they pick up their phone Mm -hmm. people would never have a password if that was the only option people would just have zero security and immediately swipe to unlock totally touch id lets you actually have a level of security it's not the most secure thing that you could do but it is a level of security that you wouldn't have while still being just as convenient as not having any password at all right so that's why it's like it's not saying well then you can never get hacked it's saying then you're more secure than leaving your phone completely unlocked on the bar yeah totally well and you think about because I I totally see that side it's uh, when they have all of these rules for example of you know you gotta have one uppercase one lowercase you gotta have one symbol you got I got a number and and there's part of me that's like this is really irritating and then they also say you have to have different passwords for every one of your accounts because if they find one they find them all so the idea of that sometimes I'm like give me a goddamn break I would prefer to be like this me it's my fingerprint it's joy so I get that I'm less concerned about I don't really do that many peace sign photos but i do a fuck ton of thumbprint i'll tell you because i got my thumbs up i'm double thumbs upping although i do a lot of finger gun so if they if i'm somehow like to the side and being like and then someone's like "Ooh, scan in let's wipe that get in there the forensics on the the finger guns i don't know i guess i'm just always so fascinated by how we will continue to adapt to this but how we can look back and think how crazy this like right now the concept of having you know your finger chip embedded in your skin is like that's preposterous but then i look back i'm like the the fact that to them ordering a pizza online was new and Uh crazy makes me be like okay you fucking yeah keep your their old man they need to keep their old man in check there's this thing called the deep web and there's this thing called the dark web yeah Sometimes they're used interchangeably, but they're actually two different things because most of the internet can't be accessed directly. Mm -hmm. And what defines the deep web is above 90% of the internet is not indexed by search engines. And they call that the deep web. Wow. So you can't really find this. And now there's a lot of legitimate reasons for the deep web. A lot of it's websites that like no longer exist Uh or where video on demand stuff where like you don't actually access the website, Uh but your TV does. And so it doesn't actually exist on the web or indexed by search engines. So there's that. And then there's a thing called the dark web. And the dark web is like the Silk Road, if you've heard about that. 
tor as t-o-r no i don't know anything about these are ways of doing black market transactions on the internet Oof. and it gets really dark because there's no rules no law they use bitcoin for transactions and you can get anything you want a hitman to kill somebody to child porn is on there right you can get any kind of drug you want you can get hacking services. Oh boy! And it's all and, oh. encrypted, and they've shut down Silk Web, and then they shut down or Silk Road, and then they su- shut down Silk Road 2.0, mm-hmm. and they've seized like hundreds of millions of dollars in bitcoins from that kind of stuff. Yowzers! It's a crazy part of the web. Another interesting thing about it was that in the wake of the November 2015 Paris attacks. There was an actual ISIS deep website. Oh, God. Which was hacked by Anonymous. Of course. And it was replaced with an advertisement for Prozac. Wow. That was Anonymous's big... Uh, <laughs> they really stuck it to you, us. To ISIS. <laughs> really took them down. Well, you know, as you were talking, you were like, well, it's the dark part of the web. And my brain is going, no, that's the dark part of human, humanity, human, human psyche. Mm-hmm. And that's what it seems we come to with every single one of these discussions, which mm-hmm. it's not. And, and yet we, always, we never seem to, as a species, go after the real problems. Because you think about like, drugs, for example. Instead of going to the heart of like why people do drugs what is and not just like party drugs but like what leads someone to become an addict we mm. don't like truly go there governments try to just cut off the drugs yeah it's with everything like i'm less of like oh there shouldn't be a dark web that exists and more like god i really wish i understood the kinds of psyches that need to find a hitman on the web well i think that there's enough people in the world that there's a percentage of them however that small are evil. that are yeah. just yeah like they don't belong yeah. as a part of the rest of society. And that's what prisons are intended for. Right. And things have gotten crazy and we have a lot of people mm-hmm. who are really victims in prison. But we can't completely guard against that. The idea that it would go from the back alley of a room to online, of course it would. Totally. And the idea that they then have to find ways to be extra encrypted and anonymous and weird hacking mm-hmm. ways of getting around this it also means that like if you do want to do something on there you don't know what's real there's no ftc to go complain to or or any kind of agency to make sure that things are above board i'm also so fascinated because no it is not above board but then but even as as you're saying that i'm like god even think about craigslist we are so much more Mm -hmm. open about our bullshit too Mm -hmm. i mean we still have to have the deep web and like the real nasty shit but most of the time if you're like i really just want to fuck anybody yeah, right that's now what's crazy <laughs> to think is that online. like on the above board internet there's all this insane <laughs> shit for everybody to do whatever they want because already you're like oh the internet but right then- <laughs> and you're like of course you know rule 34 do you know what that is no rule 34 is a thing on the internet it's called it's basically the concept that if it can be imagined there's porn of it of course right sure and that's all on the surface web Surface web, just normal every day, yeah. The idea that there's this whole other, like, way deeper darkness Uh that people are like, we can't even do that on the surface web. Because it's insane the shit that people will do on the surface web. I completely agree. I want to go a little to talking a little bit about our feelings about hacking, leaking, the value of that. Because I don't think, I I think I'm mixed, which is how I feel you should be, because Mm. I think it's circumstantial. I don't feel the same way about all bits of hacking, but... Like, why is there that part of me that's like, 
but maybe Snowden isn't a hero. Perhaps I've been taken in. Well, I feel like he's a hero, but what is the what is the, the, the other qu- argument? I guess the question that it boils down to is: Should the government have any true secrets? Right. Okay. And if you feel that the government should be able to have some secrets, even from its own people, then you're going to feel at least questionable about this. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who thinks there shouldn't be any secrets, we should all be aware of what each other are doing in a public way. That's a naive way of looking at the world, but it means that you can then support no leaks. But I, I guess that's the part that bothers me because... On one hand, I don't think that the government should have secrets when it comes to policy, domestic policy. Mm-hmm. But I can completely understand in a, I guess, I guess particularly at a time of war, mm-hmm. you don't want everybody necessarily knowing what's going on if if you're, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, let's just, you mentioning war makes me think of when Alan Turing broke the Enigma and uh-huh. they had this code come through where they could have saved the lives of a bunch of British soldiers that were going to be killed. Right, because they opened that to public discourse, right? Well, no, they didn't. They let them die because they didn't want to the Germans to know that we had cracked the Enigma code and they were going to change the whole system. Uh So we had to let some people die in order to win the war long term. Right. So if... WikiLeaks came along and said, hey, we knew that this was going to happen and we still let these people die. It's not good for the war effort. Right. It would be good for Germany. Right. That's a really good argument, but that seems to be in favor of being there of being, being tight-lipped some about secrets it. That mm-hmm. should what, there is some <clears throat> confidentiality. But I think the problem is that's gotten so warped and mm. it's been so abused and taken advantage of, this well, idea of government secrets. That's why Snowden, I think, really is a hero. Because he looked at the situation and was like, people don't know about this and they should. Right. And that's the difference. It's, it is discretionary. What if secrets shouldn't be known? And he was super super careful as much as he could about giving the information while still keeping the important parts safe. Right, because he's a smarty. He's fucking smarty. Um, I don't know if you've seen that HBO documentary about him. No, but I Citizen desperately Ford. want to. It's amazing. I highly well, recommend anybody I guess watch that's it. why he's such a perfect symbol of that kind of divisive between, mm-hmm. you know, what's best for the country and what's not. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of people that will say that he's a traitor. Donald Trump being one of them. <laughs> um, I just, I, I've never felt that way because I feel like you got the sense that he did it for the right reasons. Then right. you look at someone like Julian Assange, mm-hmm. like WikiLeaks, I think used to be for the right reasons. And coming back to what you're saying, now it seems completely opportunist mm-hmm. and and not bipartisan by any stretch of the imagination. I think that the question comes down to how do you feel about the government holding secrets? Mm-hmm. And if you feel that some secrets should be known, there's no way that you would think that every secret should be right. released. Yeah, <laughs> Because I think it's such a complicated issue mm-hmm. where you want, well, and especially it, it all has to do with the way information was dealt with up until this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like 9-11 in general, I think for a lot of people was like, y'all knew some shit way before any stuff was going down and we would have liked to know that you received these memos right. before the city was exploded, you know Which is saying? different from somebody being like, hey, we know it was an inside job. The idea of questioning the government in general, I think it's all wrapped up. And the yeah. less that we know, know 
the more that we're going to be like, they're keeping something secret. We don't like that, you know? Well, and it's why you want to encourage people like Snowden who see something where the government is doing something that's genuinely unconstitutional to its own people. Mm -hmm. And that's something where you have to reveal that. There are other secrets where it's like, this spy is currently in this place. Don't reveal that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's going to result in him probably dying. But if you're looking around going on a massive scale, the constitution is being violated by its own government and the people have no idea you have yeah and and so you got to take it case by case totally i think that's the best way because i was like i'm mixed and i'm like you should be you should not feel a hard line about any of these things except and that's like something that we come to a lot here where (laughs) should we come down hard line on one side of this of any subject that we're talking about that yeah. we want to say our feelings on both sides of it but then and like it's a sliding scale where maybe we're like 75 percent yeah. in one direction I'm on the spectrum of a <laughs> little yeah. bit closer I'm to definitely on the spectrum right do you know what max headroom is no tell me max headroom was a tv show in the 80s oh. do you remember in back to the future 2 when they go into the cafe 80s and there's like these TV screens that are the waiters. And it's like Michael Jackson and Ronald Reagan. They're kind of like glitching out as they talk. No. They're like, hey, what, what do you want? The Pepsi? Oh, wow. I haven't, <clears throat> seen, I haven't seen Back to the Future 2. You haven't seen Back to the Future 2? Whoa. All right. I know. Uh, wow. Really right. we'll, exposed we'll, me there, we'll, buddy. Uh, you leaked that information. We'll... <laughs> Well, the world needs to know that. Oh, my God. I, uh, how odd we'll, imitating we'll, slide. No. We'll roll We're going to have to watch that. that. Anyway, so there's Glitchy, MJ, and Reagan. Right. It's based off of this actual show called Max Headroom, where an actor like was this virtual character named Max Headroom, okay. and he would like glitch out on screen. And oh. you'd recognize the style of it if you saw it. I knew it first from the Back to the Future two find scenes. Max Headroom. Maybe I'll put a little sound clip on there. Max Headroom. And what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister sounding intros to a trailer to one of the greatest epics ever produced in the history of t- t- television. He's terrifying. Yeah. Because you are going to see it as well. There's a whole r- yes, show? It. Yes, it. Yes, namely... I- Joe is, Joe is like open-mouthed right now. Max Headroom. So- <laughs> All right, I've seen enough. I think you have too. That was Max Headroom. Okay, now that I have some context. In 1987, there was a cable like airwaves hijacking by a couple of teenage idiots. You know, some teenage dirtbags. Uh-huh. They like broke into WTTW, which was airing an episode of Doctor Who at the time. Oh god, okay. And it was like a 90-second pirate broadcast. Where this kid dressed up in a Max Headroom mask. Oh my god! And did a bunch of like weird shit on TV. What? Like he he was like moaning and screaming and laughing. For how long? For ninety seconds, this lasted. He started like yelling random phrases, including "New Cokes" advertising slogan of the day, "Catch the wave." Uh huh. So he was yelling like "Catch the wave" while holding a Pepsi can. All right. And and like crushed it and threw it away and then like leads towards it. He had like a finger with a rubber extension over his middle finger. Like at one point he like pulls out a Michael Jackson glove and he's like, my brother's wearing the other one and like puts the glove on. He's like, but it's dirty. It's like you got blood stains on it. 
it makes no fucking sense. At one point, like, he shows his ass. I read about a couple of radio stations in Colorado being hijacked mm-hmm. for about an hour. Then they instead transmitted a podcast that is about furries. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. So it was like, you know, in, in like rural Colorado, people are listening to their radio, and then it's people talking about, in case people don't know what furries are, it's pe- grown individuals generally that dress up like animals. fuzzy animals, stuffed animals, and, and they and like, stuff. you know, whether for sexual purposes or just like hanging I, I've out. heard that it's not only for not sexual purposes. Not only. I learned purposes, that too. But I did a broadcast about sounds this. Sounds like it's mostly yeah. for sexual purposes. I yeah, I did a broadcast about this when it happened and I was just like, Yeah, guys, I learned it's not always sexual, but it's always weird. But it weird. is always weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Oh man. Just this like hacking concept being on like television I thought was interesting and yeah. such a weird thing that nobody knows how he did it or right. what or who it was. Well, you know, you think about even like the Joker. I feel like that happens a bunch of times where he like hijacks broadcasts. Or oh whatever, yeah, and, uh, in the Batman universe, he's always taken over every channel. Yeah, but there's a purpose for it. But and he's supposed to be the entertainer. This guy's just kind of dicking around. I have to say, the Max Headroom incident guy. You could have been a little bit more creative. You could have actually had some good moves because he's just going around being like, hey, 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 hey. yeah. I mean, this was clearly some idiot kids who didn't actually Much, have like a message. Right. Giving him some shit for the creativity. The anonymous hacking an ISIS website and putting up a yeah, Prozac really, ad? Really stick it to them. That's not even like... Funny. I would have thought if they were going to go for unfunny, do Viagra. Right. <laughs> you know? Totally. If you're, But if you're trying to like hurt them, <laughs> like go Anything there. Anything else. I don't know what... So it's funny to me that a lot of people with incredible hacking abilities and the desire to like see if they can do it are these idiot teenagers who right. otherwise would be knocking over a mailbox. All right, I didn't have any favorite lines. You didn't? No. I had two. I've seen so many times that I just didn't even, it went one ear and out the other. What's, what are your two? Well, actually, I already said one of them, so I, I had one. Okay, let's hear yours. Think about it. Yeah. Our whole world is sitting there in the computer. It's like, I know. oh yeah. That was like the first time people had heard that. And people were like, whoa, I guess you're right. I know it is mind blowing, but, and I know it it was actually a while ago now, but even so, it's amazing how quickly things change because by 2002, that was a thing. 100%. I guess I don't have a favorite line, but my favorite concept too is the the fact that people thought she was crazy. So Dennis Miller plays her. (laughs) Oh yeah. Her therapist slash former lover. Yeah. And, you know, she, he's the only one that she has to turn to now that her identity's been stolen. Mm-hmm. But he's just going around and be like, come on, Ange. Yes. Like, you're nuts. <laughs> like, we'll go to the <laughs> cops. They'll set this all straight. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. And she's like, no, you don't understand. All of our lives are in there. And he's like, you're so adorable. And, like, well, condescending as fuck. As, because, because the concept of your entire identity being on the computer was right. so foreign and cuckoo-cachoo. Right. But meanwhile, she's also going like, I was on a boat with a guy who tried to murder me. <laughs> True, and then I yeah. barely got away. What are you being skeptical for? I know. I love oh, Sandra Also, in the very beginning of this, she's playing the original Wolfenstein 3D as like oh, in the beginning of the Oh, you were excited about that. Yeah. I remember. And I'm like, fuck yeah, This movie's so legit. Yeah. <laughs> Mozart's go. <laughs> yes. God, they, it they, was super 90s in your face. Web, it was definitely 90s in your face. The uh, <laughs> She goes to that website like, 
15 or 20 times in the movie <laughs> and they just keep throwing that Mozart's ghost. You're like, what was one of the motifs of the movie? Well, it was Mozart's ghost. <laughs> Not every era has like a voice right. associated with its decade. The 90s is, yeah. I think the only one is like, yeah, 30s and 40s that's like, meh, no, you have no yeah. one over here. See, it's just that. And I then, feel like that's yeah. even like 20s, like, I don't know. Right. But, it's all lumped. Yeah. But you know, Mozart's ghost Mozart's specifically We're going to order a pizza. So 90s California yeah. it, to even survive. It was in Venice, as I recall, right? Oh, yeah. It did take place in Venice. Although she like goes down to some tropical resort. Yeah. like Her friend dies in a mysterious plane crash, and she's like, I'm going to go on vacation. Yeah. And, like, she already goes, had the vacation like plan, but, Jeff. But, but check it's her the, first vacation oh, in did, years. Oh, that was it. Yeah. But, oh, my God. What a loser character. She's on the yeah. beach on a laptop. I know. Oh, I know. The whole concept of, like, the chat room stuff of just, like, uh, oh, come on now. You're one of us. Like, yeah. one of us losers in a chat room. It's, yeah. like, now we're all we're so... We're alone together. Yeah. <laughs> now all of us are, like, guys, we're all alone together. Right. Come on. We're all just... Just getting through it. Yeah. Anyway, well, we have no idea what we're doing next, right? But I think... Well, if we're going to really connect yeah. it to this, hackers... I know. No way. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's but, like a fucking fantasy land, that movie. We'll do... Uh, Talk we'll, about 90s in your face. Definitely. Jeez, Louise. All right. Awesome. It'll be good either way. Yeah. Look forward to it. Right. Bye. Have a bug